Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. Hi, I'm Jim Stengel, and I help major brands find their purpose and activate it, and the profits follow. For seven years, I was the global marketing officer for Procter & Gamble, where I oversaw the marketing of hundreds of brands. You may not know it, but the CMOs, the chief marketing officers of all of your favorite brands, are trying to connect you with your favorite products and services through purpose. And on this show, I delve into how they do it. On this episode of the CMO Podcast, we are releasing a recap of the 2021 Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity, which for the first time in its 67-year history was completely virtual. This recap, which includes a panel discussion, was recorded in July. For the panel discussion, we have some of the most innovative marketers in the world, including Pedro Erp from AB InBev, Garrett McGuire from Merrill, the footwear company, Hannah McTaggart from Alphabet, the parent company of Google, Shannon Taylor from Procter & Gamble, and previous CMO podcast guest, Mandy Rassi from Kroger. First up, let's listen to an overview of this year's week-long festival from the head of talent and training at Cannes Lions, Steve Latham. Raise your hand if you have been to Cannes Lions. So a decent amount. Well, this year, as you know, it was virtual, but it was still awesome. Went for five days, and I'm about to introduce my partner at Can Lions, Steve Latham. He's the head of talent and training. He's staying up very late for us in the UK. I think he's having a gin and tonic and some peanuts. Is what he, it's late for cheese, he told me. Uh, but I have known Steve for many, many years. I've been going to Can since 2003 when I first took Procter and Gamble on a mission to try to elevate our creativity. Steve is just going to give you a few words about what happened this year at at Lions. It was the first time they went five days virtual. We're going to look at a little bit of work. We're going to get a response to that work. We're going to look at work that won a Grand Prix. Then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to tell you what happened when we gathered some CMOs together this year uh, to talk about what's going on in creativity and tell you what the takeaways were from that. We're going to talk to a few people who were in that session That's the plan. It's going to be fast-paced, fun, I hope energetic. Suzanne started us off on the right tone. So I'm going to turn it over to my good friend, Steve, to introduce what happened in Cannes this year. Steve, take it away. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Suzanne, that is the best start to uh, a broadcast I have ever experienced. I've never had Wisconsin cheese, but if you want a UK sales rep, uh, I am your man. Trust me. (laughs) So, Jim, thank you so much. Uh, And thank you, Gary and Andrea and the whole team for for welcoming me here today. It's it's a real privilege to stay up and be part of this. And as Jim said, I just want to introduce the headlines, really, from this year's Lions International Festival of Creativity, which wasn't quite a festival yet again. uh, We couldn't be there in person, but fingers crossed we return in 2022. 
Can Lives Live was a five-day virtual event held in June, attended by 12,000 registered delegates from 120, 112 countries, all with access to 60 hours of live content across 205 on-demand sessions. And this year, we also welcomed back the juries who actually discussed via Zoom. And in total, they awarded 982 trophies across 28 lions from 53 countries. And the breakdown of that is 479 bronze lions, 297 silver, 156 golds were awarded, and 40 Grand Prix. And of course, it wouldn't be a session about Can Lions without seeing at least one piece of work. One of the most popular sessions of the CMO Accelerator this year was Behind the Winners. We were joined by the president of the Social and Influencer Jury, Debbie Van Dieven, Global CCO of VML YNR, and former jury president Mark Tutsell, who explained why they thought the juries awarded three Grand Prix to Burger King's Stevenage Challenge. This was a move to access FIFA fans and have a prime spot in the game itself. Burger King chose to sponsor the real Stevenage soccer team, knowing its shirt sponsorship would be digitally rendered in the FIFA game for all to see. This was an example of modern day thinking by a brand who leveraged, leveraged technology, gaming and social to great effect. And by understanding people in the gaming world, you can build experiences that add to it, not interrupt it. Gamers don't want brands intruding into their world. They want epic entertainment. And if you are going to put a foot into their world, at least add value to it. And in this instance, post your goal onto Twitter and receive a free burger. So let's take a look at the work. Confused? Let me take you back a few steps. You haven't heard of Stevenage Football Club, right? Well, neither had we. But we realized that even though they're at the bottom of England's fourth division, they were going to appear in the same video game that all the expensive players were going to be in. And that's when, almost two years ago, we decided to sponsor Stevenage. Because if we put our logo on their real shirt, we would definitely have our logo in the game. Introducing the Stevenage Challenge. Gamers across the world immediately started choosing Stevenage, signing the best players to our team and playing with them. For every goal they shared on Twitter, we gave them rewards. The news took the gaming community by storm. Of the best kids in the game, the Stevenage, they had Burger King as their sponsor. Oh, Lawrence. Oh, my God, football food. What could possibly be better? Il est trop beau, les gars, Just like that, our small team in real life turned into the biggest team online. So, gamers chose the best players in the world to play for Stevenage. BK Sports. It's in the flame. So yeah, that one that was one of our biggest winners in Cannes. Uh, took home three Grand Prix. Um, and uh, as I say, uh, together with uh, Womb Stories was the biggest, the biggest winner at this year's festival. Um, and Jim, I think uh, we were going to um, ask a couple hey, of our guests. I, yeah, I, I want to ask Gary V. 
who hasn't, who's on the chat, but he hasn't put, come on the screen yet. Oh, I'm Gary here. V, why, why did, what do you think? Why did this one win a Grand Prix? Why did the jury love it? Why do you love it if you love it? Um, hi, everybody. Thank you so much. There's so many of you here. The chat is a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. And I, and big shout out to some of the Vayner people in the chat referencing it. I mean, my favorite thing is underpriced attention. It's how I think of everything. It's why I struggle with so many of the rules of our industry, because I don't think we think in those terms. I think we think in overpriced attention, to be honest. Um, and so this was just incredibly thoughtful arbitrage of actual consumer behavior, not industry talk. I'm obsessed with can, I'm obsessed with creativity, but I'm sure even from Steve and Jim down, a lot of it can be fluff for actual human stuff. This is one of the biggest games in the world. The logo was gonna be seen in perpetuity and then they also supported it. They knew that the deal was good because of the ARB, which is just brilliant. But then the fact that they also created more layers to not just rely on that, which would have been enough to be probably a success for what they invested, but they created the social component. I mean, this is very textbook and ironically, one of the reasons I'm very bullish on NFTs is from Farmville to FIFA to 2K, I've watched gaming dynamics play out with skins and other things of that nature. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun tie into a lot of the things we're gonna be talking about today. But for me personally, because it's actually consumer centric, not subjective opinions around the video. Awesome, Gary V. Hey, uh, is Jackie Woodward in the house with Bojangles? Jackie, are you around? I'm right here. Yeah. Hi, you're in everybody. the category. You're in the category. So yeah. what do you think about this work? What do you think about what Gary said? What are the, what are the principles you think that are driving it? Obviously it was resonant among consumers. Well, I also ran four world cups for McDonald's in the nineties and early two thousands. So I can only imagine uh, what they must've thought. Um, I agree with Gary on all points. I mean, I think it's so consumer centric, so ideas driven, so clever and um, really, you know, drove to the product as well, which is also, I think, important. You know, that every time you put it, posted a goal on Twitter, you got a free hamburger. So it wasn't just about being in the game. It was also about connecting back to the restaurants, which is, you know, part of all of our jobs is driving not just awareness, but growth. So I really thought it was a, a brilliant activation and, and, um, and I'm envious. All right, Steve. Hey, back to you for the last word. I joined Lions back in 2005. When you see some of these ads win, my, always, my first thought is always, that's such a simple idea. I could have done that. You know what I mean? And, and, and it just seems such a, an, easy, an easy thing to do, doesn't it? But that's the genius of, of the agency that worked with Burger King on this, David. You know, they make it look super simple. Um, but that's, you know, therein lies the beauty of, of what a creative agency can, can bring the value to a, to a brand. That was Steve Latham from Can Lions giving us the big picture of the festival this year. After the break, I'm going to share the panel discussion with several marketing leaders on what they learned at the 2021 festival. We've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, 81% of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. 
Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. Each of the last eight years, my colleague Suzanne Tosolini and I have designed a special program for CMOs and next-in-line CMOs at the Cannes Festival. The program's objective each year is to synthesize the lessons from Cannes Lions to give participants actionable learnings to build more value for their brands and organizations when they get back home. In short, to be better leaders. Each year, we host about 50 senior marketing leaders representing a wide range of industries and countries for a two-day peer-to-peer learning experience with some of today's best marketing minds. In this discussion, Suzanne and I talk with some of the senior marketers who were part of this year's CMO Accelerator program, and we get their hot takes and biggest learnings from the session. I think, Jim, it's uh, CMO Whisperer time. I think it's you to, All right. to run through the, uh, the CMO Accelerator. Yeah. Hey, gang. Um, this next little phase we're going to talk about, I want to give you, you know, I left P&G in 2000, late 2008. And in 2003, I brought P&G to Cannes to uh, kind of shake us up, uh, get out of our world. And we won Market of the Year five years later. And I left the company after that. And Can Lions reached out to me after I left P&G, and Steve was part of this team, and said, you know, we do a lot of, lot of things that can for creative people, but we don't do a lot for clients. And clients are now about a third of our audience. And I don't know, they may be even a half of the audience now. So could you help us figure out what to do for clients to enhance the experience? Because it's overwhelming, and those of you who have been there, and sometimes it's hard to make sense of everything and bring it back and apply it to your business. So, so we began a Young Marketers Academy, and it was a huge hit. And it was people under 30 nominated by their companies to come go through the week together with myself and some of my team. So that was wildly popular. So after a few years into that, we said, let's do something for CMOs. So for the eighth year, we've been pulling CMOs together to kind of make sense of CAN. It's a leadership kind of intervention. We bring a lot of CAN into a small room and kind of unpack it ourselves. And, and so this year we did it virtually. And I just want to share a little bit of what we learned this year. There are some people in the group here who were in that event. They're going to comment on it. So Steve, if you can go to the next, next slide. These are always our hopes and objectives. I am, uh, uh, I am turned on by people becoming better leaders. And that's what this is all about. And we, we, we organize the accelerator to be better leaders of the creative process, to be better creative people ourselves and to ensure that we're facing the future. See, these are always our objectives every year. And the next slide I think shows some of the brands that were represented this year. Some of them are in the house tonight. I'm proud of that slide. People there go back to be better leaders and do better work for their customers and their employees. The world's a better place. And now I wanna share a really quick video uh, of what happened. This year we went nine hours over three days, totally virtual. Uh, Pedro was a speaker. He's in the house tonight as well at AB InBev. This little video gives you a sense of the spirit in the room and what, what happened and kind of the magic. So I think it's better than my words to just share this 90 seconds or so of what happened in the room. Keith Weed, 
Hello, Jim. I love the jackets. Now we're talking. Can I go and get a jacket? <laughs> welcome, Anne, to the CMO Accelerator. I want to welcome uh, Ricardo. Welcome, Sean and Kathleen, to the CMO Accelerator. Incredible marketing, incredible human stories, incredible creativity. We need to get the magic of what we do back into the imagination of a, of a new generation. Everything's happening right now. And if you can learn and keep yourself skilled up, you can have a lot of fun and be very successful in a very exciting place. Hi, everybody. Hola. Hello. Welcome to Georgia. Ni hao. Yeah. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey. Hello, everybody. Pedro, I'm having a, a nice water out of my personalized Stella Artois guys. <laughs> I have a friend here who wants to say hello before we sign off. I hear you're a dog lover as well. This is Teddy. We're going to have Anne live. I want to start with Katerina from BNY Mellon, who has a really great question in chat. I want to bring her in and ask her that one live. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Um, well, thank you so much. The, the pace of change uh, is it's amazing. Now, we can actually believe that the improbable is possible. Y'all can count on me. CMOs, I'm counting on you. Your boy Wyclef Jean, love. All right. So here was some of the gang that was with us. Uh, Pedro, I'm going to bring you into this in a moment to comment. Steve, if you go to the next slide, I just want to talk about the five big takeaways from all the discussion this year. We had 50 people in the room and all the speakers that came in, all the interactions we did. First one, which I haven't heard this strongly since I began doing this, invest in your own development, live in the space, get better at your craft. Investment in each of us as individuals to become better leaders, more in touch with our customers, more in touch with new technologies. That's why we're talking about NFTs tonight. So there was an awful lot of this that I haven't seen in previous years. Second one, and Pedro was very strong in this. You know, there was a strong feeling that our brands are here to solve problems that matter, to matter to people, to do more important work. And so, you know, we've all been always been about benefits and making life better. It was more intense this year, more serious, this whole move to kind of be more important for people. I love this one. Make Goosebumps a KPI for your creative work and for your team culture. The ANA, you know, the big trade association in the U.S., always does every year what the biggest word is in marketing. And it's been sustainability in the past. It's been purpose. I say it's going to be Goosebumps. I've heard this word used about six times this month. And it's a KPI. If work is giving you Goosebumps, it's going to move the business and it's going to make the world better. Same with your team culture. Fourth one. Build a community and involve them in your brand. Most of the hot brands today are really good at building a community and involving them in their brand. TikTok, Peloton, Adobe, go down the list. And the last one, we don't do enough of this. There were a lot of revelations in our three days. The focus on a few ideas that can galvanize and change the company and change life for customers. Be clear about your highest priorities and focus, focus, focus. So Pedro Arup, I'm losing my voice. Come on in here. I want you to comment. You were a speaker in this great program with these great people. Just react to these takeaways. 
Sure, Zem. Thanks to, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, yeah, you said that we talked a little bit about uh, you know solving problems that matter. I think the you know the year that actually almost two years now that passed was a big lesson for all of us. You know, because when you have a disruption to the level of the pandemic that we just had, then you see different things happening in the world, and you can you can learn from them. And and for us, that was a you know a big lesson because some of our companies they have the assets and the capabilities to solve problems that sometimes go way beyond the product that we sell. And and you know during this pandemic, I think we kind of use those capabilities and the, that infrastructure that we that we have. Um, and it was it was also another another lesson that because we faced that that pandemic all over the world at the same time, the we saw the true power of global collaboration when everybody's facing the same problem and they really want to you know solve it at the same time. So we leveraged that a lot, you know, in the you know in the global teams and 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 it was amazing to see the level of ideas that we had were were truly uh, truly amazing. And the third aspect on that one is the agility that we have to do things, you know, I mean, you know, during, during COVID, uh, if you really wanted to matter, you needed to matter fast because it was an urgent, an urgent issue and, and, and the agility that we had, I, I think will never come back, you know, so, so I think those are the old, a lot of the work that came out, uh, you know, that we submitted actually to come, came, came out during, during COVID and, and from a creative standpoint, you know, we had the, we had this year, the most number of prizes. And more than 70% of all total work was related to COVID, you know, so the, the time that we had to develop that work was much shorter than, than actual. Uh, so sometimes, sometimes I think these constraints can, can breed creativity as well. Right. So th those are some of the topics that we, that we talked about. Awesome. Pedro, thanks for that. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. Hey, I want to bring in my colleague, Suzanne Tosolini, who I hope is on the... There she is. Hey, Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne is ex-PNG. She's worked with me since I left PNG. She's been part of the team at Cannes since the beginning. So she's a fantastic partner of Steve and myself. Uh, she's the one who runs this Young Marketers Academy and has, and she helped with the program for CMOs this year. Suzanne's going to talk to a few of the people in the program, a few of the CMOs slash senior marketers, talk for just you know four or five minutes about how, what they did when they went home, what learning they applied and how they react to some of these takeaways. Suzanne, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Um, hello, everyone, and, and thanks, uh, Gary, for having us on here. Um, so I think you've heard quite a bit from Steve and, and Jim about you know, what we shared at the CAN program, but we thought it would be interesting to hear from participants and, and get a feel for, well, what did they take away from that, and, 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 and what have they done with any of that, and how that lines up with some of these takeaways. So um, a few of our participants are on here. And um, so we have Garrett McGuire, uh, CMO of Merrill. We have Mandy Rassi, who worked at Kroger, uh, or who works at Kroger, sorry, runs marketing at Kroger. We have Hannah McTaggart, who's the head of marketing at, at, Loon, at Loon, at Google. And Shannon Taylor, who runs Pampers and, and all of baby care in, uh, for P&G in China. Um, so I'm going to open it up to all four of those, four, four of you, and maybe... Um, 
Uh, let's see how it works if I just let you let you uh, jump in as you can, um, because I can't see everybody's face right now. But um, would, what what did you personally take away from the from the CMO accelerator? You know, we have these five there, takeaways, but is there anything you personally took away? So maybe let's start with Garrett because you're closest to me in my screen. What what did, you know? What did you personally take away from from it? Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Jim. Good to see you again. Thanks, Steve. Super. Um, well, I. I really enjoyed the three days. I didn't know what to expect really going into it, to be honest, because um, it was the first time. But um, I think sometimes we just get so, or at least I get so into the details of the business, or I think, you know, I get caught up in specific projects and specific campaigns. It was just really nice to be around so many other people. And first of all, <laughs> who, who are inspiring marketers um, or line winners and to hear about their business challenges and then just be inspired by people who have won and people that I really admire, people that I really look up to. Um, I was able to go back like the next day, I shared I shared some of these things with my team, I shared some of the case studies, I actually shared the Burger King example that you just shared with them and um, to inspire some current projects that we have going on. Uh, a lot of brand purpose work, how to connect purpose into short-term and long-term uh, gains for the brand and yeah, it was just, I can't speak enough about, about the three days and the commitment uh, time. It was awesome. That's great. So anyone else, uh, personal takeaways? Hannah, I see you nodding. Do you have something? Yeah, absolutely. It was such a wonderful program. Thank you again, Justine, Susan, and everyone. Uh, my biggest takeaway, I think, was the very deliberate approach that a lot of the CMOs we heard from took to fueling creativity in their teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, it cannot be uh, really underscored enough. And, uh, you know, for the past three years, I've been part of Google X, which is Google's uh, moonshot factory that's all about fueling innovation. And I actually personally see so many parallels in fueling innovation and fueling creativity. Uh, it's just that fueling creativity is often less obvious to the business and to the rest of the organization. And, um, you know, this program has been amazing to help me see these parallels and to bring this to the team and the broader organization and to really have even much more deliberate approach to fueling creativity, uh, creating culture of respect, culture of all ideas being heard, uh, culture of failing, failing fast and failing cheap, but not being afraid to fail. So it really, really has been amazing. Definitely recommend uh, the program to anyone. And thank you. What about hey, Shannon? Suzanne, this is Shannon. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. It's 6 a.m. in the morning here in uh, China. So good morning, everyone. Uh, I just want to ask you all a quick question. On a scale of five to one, show me on your hand, should you be focused on the future as a CMO or that being five or one? Should you be more grounded in today? Where would you put yourself and where would you say a CMO should be on a scale of five to one? Okay, there's some fours, there's some threes. Okay. I think one of the concepts that I took away uh, from the session that we had together is really what's the unique value of a CMO? And Keith Weed reminded us that our role is to bring the outside in and to bring the future forward. And that is one concept I have not forgotten and one that I've brought to my work uh, every day now since we had the session together. He even said, finance is looking where the money is going. We should be looking at where the money is coming from. So beyond creativity, I think our role as driving growth and looking at those future opportunities was reminded to us all on how critical that was. And there were two ways that I um, took as tips on how we could do that. One is 
inhaling culture. The Adobe CMO reminded us of that. In fact, when we asked her what, uh, what was one of the keys of being a great CMO, she said, watch a lot of TV and online video. So I think that's one thing that I, I walked away with. And then the second was, uh, we need to give our team some slack. We need to give them the space to be able to focus on the future and to think about those future opportunities and deliver those for the business. Uh, lastly, I'll ask you, are you curious? Raise your hand if you're curious why I asked a question at the beginning. <laughs> well, the reason why I asked the question is because we also had a session on how to interact with your team in a Zoom world and how to engage them and bring them in uh, to the conversation. And so one of the tips that we were given is ask those kind of questions so you can keep your audience engaged. So I think really from the big picture of the future, a lot of discussion around that to very practical tip for tips for today. Those were some of the key takeaways that I got from the accelerator. That's great. Thanks a, thanks a million, Shannon. Good use of our learning. Um, Mandy, uh, any, any big take, personal takeaway for you that you found like really meaningful since you got back? Yeah, so mine were actually the same as Shannon's. We're at an interesting point, right? We are not a marketing-led company. Many of your companies I know are marketing-led. Um, and I think there was a lot of great insight. Um, the piece from Keith in, in terms of figuring out where the money is coming from in the future was a big one for us. Um, but then also a doubling down. And I think it was Anne who talked about this as your brand strategy as the North Star and how everything really cascades there across the customer experience. But then even closer within marketing, my team has used that a lot to really check ourselves on our performance-driven work um, that needs to move fast. It needs to oftentimes be uh, more in service of some very tactical KPIs, but how can we make sure the whole organization sees how their work fits in and uses our purpose and uses our brand strategy to help really guide what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and we have talked a lot. At, so some of my leadership team was in the session as well, which was great because then we could go back and sort of debrief on it together. Um, we've really thought about almost like our marketing plan for the company in terms of how we're now going to go from we've been in a phase of transformation to where I think the company would say, we now have a great marketing department and they do marketing things um, to really going to that next level of driving the strategy and the voice of the customer um, across a much bigger view of the company and play a more strategic role. Um, so that was a lot of the takeaways I had were kind of um, in those spaces and more maybe organizational um, related than some of the specific um, other things that have been mentioned. Fantastic. Thanks, Mandy. And hey, thanks you for good to see you again and great insights. And Pedro, thanks for your, your insights as well. Thanks to Suzanne, Steve, and all the marketers who participated with those rich insights. That was our recap of this year's Can Lions Festival of Creativity and the CMO Accelerator Program. Here are my big three takeaways from this year's CMO program. First, Try to build a community around your brand and involve that community in your marketing. As Ann Lunas of Adobe says, let them help you. Second, if your work is not emotionally moving your organization and your customers, it's just not good enough. People during the program this year kept talking about goosebumps being a new KPI. Third takeaway, solve problems that matter to people. The pandemic has taught many brand people that helping people 
with things they really care about is great marketing. Let's not lose that thought as we hopefully come out of this pandemic and return to some sense of normal. If you are interested in signing up for next year's CanLion CMO Accelerator Program in June 2022, send Steve Latham a note at stevelatham at canlions.com. There's a link in the description to email Steve. That's it for this episode of the CMO Podcast. If you found this helpful and entertaining, I would be so grateful if you could share our show with your friends. And I would be super happy if you subscribed so you can be updated as we publish new episodes. And if you really want to help, leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.